Oh, hi there. I'm Dylan Weaver, and welcome to the podcast, a place where great discussion and new analysis happens. But why take my word for it? You can see for yourself when you join us for today's WADFAM Chalk Pod. Welcome to the WADFAM Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, this week we are joined by not one, but two guests from the Adventures in Ideology podcast. Woo! Hello! Hi! Greetings. Our, yeah, our podcast is called Adventures in Ideology, like you said. Um, we also listen to Adventures in Odyssey. Our focus is more on, like, unpacking... What is the message that they're trying to give to children here? And is it a good message? Is it harmful? How does it impact real people's lives? And how did these stories and messages impact our lives? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, a different spin on what we're doing, but not not too far from it. I feel like we uh, inevitably with this show being what it is, we're going to butt up against that sort of stuff. Totally. Yes. Yeah, we love it. Did you like how much did you listen to Adventures in Odyssey? So when we were young, we were we were dirt poor. So we had, I think, maybe the first three or four sets of the cassettes Mm -hmm. and um, and listen to those like over and over and over. And then um, we were on a Bible college campus. My dad was doing his master's at the seminary there, and they had a radio station. So they would play the newer episodes um, every Saturday. So then we would listen to that. Karis would record <laughs> them on her tape player. It would. I was nice. I was obsessive about it because we needed we couldn't afford them, but I needed yep. to have them yeah. just in case I wanted to listen. No, I mean, that just sounds like, uh, you know, adapting to the situation at hand. That seems like creative problem solving. (laughs) Also, being a child of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Recording things off the radio. (laughs) No, I know. I was spoiled to have uh, Adventures in Odyssey on the Internet for most of the time I was listening. Um, nice. Which is how uh, old are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the the age old question. I am twenty three. Oh. <laughs> I turn twenty one tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 So I started this podcast when I was not even eighteen years old. So let that wow. say what wow. it will about me as a person. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Your podcast timeline because we actually started recording our episodes around the same time you guys launched, but yeah. we were oh, not okay. ready to actually launch. Like I had a new baby and. I was working in a church at the time <laughs> and didn't want to get fired, so we had to just wait. Yeah, we had to wait until I shifted uh-huh. careers a little bit. So we ended hey, up launching that's a great like idea. 
<laughs> we launched way later, but our first episode is from like 2017. Not many people know that. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, like right, right after on. the election. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, it was still yeah. relevant when we posted it. So. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the benefit of, you know, commentating on something that's 30 years old at this point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There must have been something in the zeitgeist, though. Yeah. Thinking well, of the same it's idea. weird uh, watching because yeah. uh, I'm watching through The Simpsons now seeing the overlap, especially in an episode like this, like even the, the sound effects seem kind of similar. Absolutely. <laughs> Andrew's new take that he's got to work into every episode. Every single now. episode, man. It's, it's all I've got going for me. I mean, it could no, be I've... its own segment, but you know. <laughs> it should he's be its own the Simpsons. They are Karis the same thing. Karis is also thing. obsessed with The Simpsons. I am. Wait, I... seriously? Oh, beautiful. Yes, absolutely. It's my favorite. Okay, awesome. If I, See, if so I don't maybe have a Dylan's the weird one. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. Get with the program. <laughs> Oh, I frequently get like Instagram messages from Karis that's just a clip from a Simpsons episode. <laughs> nice. Or Look, if we're, they predicted everything. They literally. And Odyssey ripped off everything. So it works out. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch them now with the frame of Odyssey in mind. Thank you for that suggestion. Oh, I mean, hey, like, I mean, Twin I, Peaks yeah. doesn't hurt it either. So, you know, mm, that's oh, true. Yeah. I'm sensing like... Uh, an Andrew Karras spin-off podcast. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely could be. I'm all uh, over that. Could be arranged. I don't know yeah. if this podcast ever dies, Do it, it, which it, it doesn't seem to. Adventures in Springfield. Yeah. Mm. Is, that, is that is that what that that that's what Simpsons is in, right? Yeah. Springfield. Springfield. Look at that. Occasionally, I know stuff. <laughs> uh. All right. So, uh, so the episode at hand this week is called Choices. It's episode 68. Uh, it was written and directed by Phil Lawler, with whom we have no gripes at all. Um, <laughs> when I listened to this episode at the beginning, I was like, is that Phil Lawler? As the waiter at the beginning of the episode? Did I you notice? Think, it is. Yeah, I, I looked it up. It 100% is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I was listening, and I thought it was Chuck Bolte, um, who was uh, oh. George Barkley, because I was like, "There's a little bit here where," but no, I, yep, I'm seeing that now. It is Phil Lawler, which makes sense, because uh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to kind of ask what led you to choose uh, choose this episode. So this episode is actually probably one of the reasons why we started our podcast in the first place. Wow, and you didn't decide to cover it on your own one? You were we like, have, no, we'll, we'll... Right? Oh. We ha well, we're going chronologically, which, you know, we right. may decide to change that because uh, there's, there's so lot. many episodes. And a lot there, of them are just is. boring. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, appreciated yeah. that when I like when I came across you guys and I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is cool, like going through chronologically, but also not feeling like you have to cover every episode. Yes. This yeah. seems like a healthy approach. I think we I'm, I mean, I'm very type A, like I have a science yep. background, so I just like okay. need it yep. to be relate. organized. And I, I think we Structure. might start doing fewer episodes from each season though because mm. there's just so there's they're making episodes faster than we can like <laughs> record them record our own episodes so yeah. at well, this yeah, rate especially yeah 
Yeah. We, Especially in those first couple years of the show where it was like an episode every week. Yeah, like they yeah. put out a new episode. Like they put out like 50 episodes a year for the first like three years. And it's like, you're we're, like, that's it's yeah, a lot. It's so much. And we are an every other week podcast and we take okay, breaks yep. in between albums. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yep. We, yeah. We've also. The, the more sane approach than what we've done, which yeah. is actually, I guess, uh, an episode every week for three years. So basically what Adventures wow. in Odyssey did that I was <laughs> yes. just making fun of them for. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, um, but Apple hasn't fallen that far, I guess. <laughs> this episode, this is the episode where Lucy, um, Lucy is asked to write a report about evolution and she doesn't believe in evolution. So she has this kind of crisis of this moral crisis that she has to work through. And this struck this episode stuck with me a lot as a child um and it may be part of the reason why i actually went into science <laughs> because because <laughs> i think i think what i realized at a young age from things like this episode is how powerful science is and how much of a threat it is seen to be by christians and yeah. and and also how, like, how much it was not understood. Like, in the church growing up, mm-hmm. everyone was a, afraid of it and like, oh, no, it's not real. God, only God. Uh, but also no one could explain to me, like, anything about science, you know? Um, yep. <laughs> but this episode in particular, like, the way Lucy handles this, I remember just really admiring her as a child, like... She stuck to her guns and then she wrote a Christian perspective on why she didn't believe in evolution. Um, And this influenced me so much that when I was in grade 10, which is much too old to be so influenced by Adventures in Odyssey, I, for a biology class, completely unprompted... (laughs) Like it, it wasn't, I, I didn't even need to write a report about evolution. I got to pick what I got to write about. And so I wrote a report, quote unquote, debunking evolution. Um, and it was, you know, it was like one of my smarmier moments in life. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it was directly it was... <laughs> influenced by this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such the, like the classic, like growing up in a, like growing up in the evangelical context, like, ah, yes, I must write my dissertation on why evolution is bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've, we've all had like a version of that in our lives. Yeah, no, it's yeah. the... You know, I had to take a stand. And so it felt very important to me. But I know that, you know, when you're in high school and involved in youth group and stuff, you're getting so much messaging that's like, you have to take a stand. You need people to know that you're a Christian, you know, like, don't... If you don't say that you're a Christian, then basically you're denying that you know God and you are a tool for Satan. So you need to make sure to take every opportunity to let everyone know that you're a Christian in every way. (laughs) Yeah. So that was one way. Oh, yeah. I uh, so all my siblings were homeschooled in elementary school and I was the one public school kid. So there is a lot of lot of spread in the gospel pressure. Oh, are you there. the youngest? No, no, uh, second to youngest though. Youngest, uh, second youngest. Oh, of four. really? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, how did you get? I'm just the heathen. How of did the you family. get out of homeschooling? <laughs> just the heathen of the family. Yeah. 
<laughs> your mom was like, I can't handle you. Go to public school. No, honestly, <laughs> it was because I was very comfortable talking to adults. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was one of four, so if I needed something, I had to say something. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I just, uh, I made it work. And you were just like, I need to go to public school? Plus, I, yeah, I was uh, I was very extroverted wow. in comparison as well. But my, uh, my oldest... Uh, oldest sister is very extroverted as well, and she did private school all the way through. But that was, I mean, that was in the 90s. There's no accounting for parenting in the 90s, you know? It's just, it, it was what it was. We're, they were doing the best with what they had. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. Was that private Christian school? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Is there any other kind? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they went to, like, a local Christian school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. We have those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then oh, were the rest of your siblings homeschooled all the way through? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of them have been on the show, actually. Uh, well, a good amount of them. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Grace, who was last week's guest. How? How oh, are wow. they now? <laughs> oh, they're doing well, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we've all grown through it. Yeah. 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 No, it's um, it's been a lot. Like, I know that's a hard transition to go from being homeschooled. Yeah. No, no. I mean, they're, we're very socially adaptable because we've all done so many extracurriculars throughout, like, elementary school and stuff. Like, the we were never, like, we never really fit in at, at the homeschool stuff and doing the homeschool thing. Um, and so it was kind of like getting a break oh, yeah. from that um which was nice so everybody seems to have done pretty well since college and everything um it was more for at least for me it was for academic purposes um you know there was other social issues and stuff uh, that influenced the decision for other people as well uh, for the other children but yeah it, it worked out pretty well did is that much of a thing up there? Homeschooling? Christian meaning? school is a big thing here. We're so we are so is homeschooling okay. in Christian circles. Um like yeah. we're yeah. in oh, yeah. Alberta, that, that diagram. which is like a very conservative <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of the Bible belt of Canada if we had ah, one. Okay. You know? Wonderful. Um so we had like Yeah. Yeah, the the most recent uproar for Christians was that their uh, the government, the previous government, wanted to um, allow gay straight alliances in schools and for the teachers to not report on students who decided to attend them. Oh, so you mean basic decency? Yes. Wow. Yeah, like to not out children to their parents if they don't feel safe talking to their parents about it. And that was a huge uproar here. Goodness. Yeah. I was working in a church around the time of that uproar, so I got to hear a lot of garbage beliefs about it. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was is, bonkers. Uh, that must have been wonderful for your mental health. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah I didn't go home and cry. It definitely takes a toll on you. I sleep every night. No, not, not once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what your, uh, like what denomination of church were you working at? Um, it was a fellowship of Christian assemblies, which is like um, Pentecostal. Oh, basically, fun. yeah. Gah, spicy. It's just a different, love different name for it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
would be like Pentecostal uh, or like Foursquare, maybe. I don't. I'm not sure how it overlaps. In my mind, they're all the same. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like unless you're united, you're probably pretty conservative. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, okay. There is one other dumb thing I feel like we have to address off the top, which is uh, the original air date for this episode is April 1st, 1989. <laughs> That's amazing. April Fool's. Wow. The episode came out on April Fool's Day. That's amazing. <laughs> and I just... Yeah, you're how getting much, punked with the how truth. How much better would it have been if she had like decided to write the paper about evolution, and then at the very end, Chris was just like, "April Fools!" <laughs> she decided well, I mean, to write the paper, and then it follows her timeline. She becomes like a leading genetic scientist <laughs> and just contributes widely to the field, yeah. and has like this incredibly successful career. And then it ends, and Chris is like, "April Fools! It's all a lie." That's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, look, it does it have a traumatic fake out dream sequence? Absolutely. So Seriously. we're not that far off. That was traumatic as a child. Yeah. <laughs> that stuck with me. That was a, yeah, oh, that is some blackered level uh, fright in my soul. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make the right decision. Do, Do the, the right, right thing. thing. Oh, my word. <laughs> How did they get my sleep me. paralysis demon? <laughs> <laughs> How did they know? All right. Um, well, with that kind of set up off the top, let's uh, let's roll the promo and then uh, get into the nitty gritty of uh, of what transpired here. Coming up on Adventures in Odyssey, what would you do if someone in authority told you to do something you didn't believe was right? Dad, they want me to write about evolution. That's the question Lucy has to decide. Will she make the right choice? Anyone who doesn't know how to make right decisions has no place at Wit's End. <laughs> Find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. That's fun. <laughs> I love that. It's the, it's the perfect way to market this episode, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and actually highlights so one of the main here. the main issues I had with the episode. <laughs> yeah. Please do share. I don't know what. Do you usually do like an overview of the episode, or can I jump into some of my my beefs? Oh, look, <laughs> jump jump right into it's the a conversation because, about. Yes, exactly. We okay, we, we want to talk about the episode. Um, the even the way they frame it in the promo, like, will she make the right choice? Like, there is a right choice. There's all the they they talk about like there's always a right choice and a wrong choice. And I remember this kind of teaching being just paralyzing as a child and even as like a young person and before I left the church and even still sometimes this like, oh no, you don't want to make the wrong choice when nine times out of 10, it's our, it doesn't matter. There is no wrong choice, but. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in this, like, 
it's they're so focused on making the right choice. And when she finally goes to Sunday school and Mr. Whitaker is talking about making the right choice and he says some really nuanced things like the right choice for some people might not be the right choice for other people. Loved that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I was so, <laughs> so surprised to right? see that. And then he says, sometimes the difference between the right choice and the wrong choice is like very small or something. I don't know. I'm going from memory here, but <laughs> yeah, but then but like, like yes, if it's, it's a thin line or something. A, yeah, yeah. And if it's that close between making the right choice and the wrong choice, that's very stressful for children. <laughs> and if it's that close, uh -huh. then probably neither one is right or wrong in real life. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah, you are. You're speaking my thoughts aloud right now. <laughs> the, this moralizing everything like do you want a banana or an apple there's no wrong choice here like it's not like okay i need to pray to god and ask like what is the right fruit for me to eat right now i don't want to make the wrong choice but the way they frame it in this episode is like literally everything you know right. there's a difference well, between nutrient profiles if i eat the wrong one then i'm gonna get scurvy like no you won't you're fine <laughs> The the baffling thing, too, is like it has there are moments where I'm like, oh, like like so her dad in that first conversation where she comes home and she's like, you know, I, you know, I don't her dad, her dad's basically like, look, like I'm not going to tell you what to do here. Like, I'm going to let you make that choice for yourself. And I'm like, OK. I'm into that, but that then was, the stakes are so high. They make the stakes so high, but they're not. Yeah. Like, right. But oh, that, for sure. That conversation with her dad was one of, I mean, we've listened to quite a few episodes now, and I have to say that is the best parenting interaction that I've seen so far. Like her dad is respectful <laughs> to her. He, he encourages her to make up her own mind. And he's like supportive and coaching in like, all the best parenting ways. Um, and yeah. it's like, you know what? He he's basically says there's no right or wrong here. Whatever you decide will support you. Right. Oh, and it's then, so good. It's so good. It's such a good moment. And I listened to that. I was like, wow, like, this is great. But they don't. Then they kind of just like move on from that. And it's like, that's irrelevant and doesn't even matter right. because yes, they're all, there is a right and a wrong one. And Lucy has to carry the burden of that herself, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like the thing we, we talk a lot about, like the show wanting to like have its cake and eat it. Mm -hmm, and so it's yeah. that thing where it's like, Hey, like we're going to have this, you know, good father daughter interaction where like her dad says the good, th the right things and like parents well. But then we are also, we're also gonna have this dream sequence and like, and never like really refute that dream sequence. Mm -hmm, like, be yeah. like, that's a dream. And like, maybe you're supposed to read that as like, oh, yes, this is like obviously a heightened version of reality. But they never go and say like, and the takes that like Wit said in this dream sequence were bad. Yeah. No, no. It's it's, it's seen at, I remember as a kid hearing it and thinking like I knew it was a dream and they use scriptures and 
thinking that that was like what I'm supposed to be taking away. Like there's so many scriptures kind of thrown around in this episode um, to contradictory, (laughs) like it's funny that they don't see how much they pick and choose which scriptures to use when they do an episode like this, where they're like picking scriptures to use to support all points of view. It is. Yeah, it's. I have. Yeah, there, there's a lot. So like, loosely, <laughs> yeah. the plot of the episode is like Lucy's in class learning about the Big Bang. She's mad about it. She's like yelling in the back of the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> Echoing it to her neighbors, which like relatable, maybe not for that, but like anytime you're watching a video in a classroom, like you gotta be making jokes to the guy next to you. That's, you know, that's a given, but mandatory. She, (laughs) but, but then she gets pulled out afterwards and the teacher's like, Hey, look, like you've got to write a paper about you know, your thoughts on evolution, which is then going to get published in a newspaper that is for teachers. Yeah. And she... And by uh, the way, it's a school assignment and you'll be graded and you can't say no. <laughs> like, what? Or you'll fail. Yeah. It's it's wild that it's like, here is an extra assignment. It's going to count towards your grade. You can't decline it. Yeah, that was insane it's to me. It's an honor for you to be like chosen to be the one. Like I yeah. submitted you for this behind your back because I think you're such a great student. But no, you can't get out of it. And I also was really frustrated by the fact that like when she later on, she says no to the assignment. Spoiler. Um, and he's like, yeah, I thought you were going to say no. And then when she explains the reason why she says no, he's like, oh, I just thought you were trying to get out of doing schoolwork. And I'm like, why would you think your straight A student with the highest GPA in your class is just trying to get out of schoolwork? Like that in yep. no way makes any sense. But also, I just think it's so funny that like here, you're a good student here. Your reward is more homework. True. Yeah. Yeah, it's preparing her for society. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. If My you if you look, guys, job. if you do well, you're going to get more thrown on your plate. That's just the world. Yeah, <laughs> more responsibility for less pay. No pay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the yeah, the all of the like logistics of this thing off the top are like them clearly setting this up to be like the worst situation possible for Lucy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this is another problem I have with the way these episodes, a lot of these episodes are written is like, I mean, I get they're trying to write a plot that's like relatable for children, but I feel like there's a fine line between like writing a story that's relatable for children and just kind of like torturing children, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no, for sure. Like, and and that kind of leads into this nightmare scene she has after having, uh, yeah, a nice conversation with her dad who, well, that is a great conversation. It is really bizarre that he is uh, voiced by Nathan Carlson, who goes on to voice um, the frickin, um shoot, what's what's his name? The, the bad guy in Blackard, who's uh, Richard Maxwell. Yes, who, like, Maxwell, yeah. Like Maxwell, like 
like is like you know a college kid who's flirty with middle school or lucy in ways that are really gross and we covered uh last year and it's the same guy doing not that different a voice in this scene yes (laughs) and it was just uh yeah it was an unfortunate reminder in a scene that i otherwise do really like yeah that's gross it is it's (laughs) gross um, I did also want to talk about some of the stuff that her dad said, because I, I appreciated the way he supported her. Um, but then uh, some of the things he, he talked about, I thought were problematic the way, cause he was talking about how, you know, sometimes I have to do things I don't want to do at work. My boss is over me. Anyone in authority over you has been put there by God. So if uh-huh. you disobey them, oh, yeah. that is sin. And that, to me, just was like a million red flags. And I know this teaching is like so common, but no. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this this gets this kind of teaching like those in authority over you are put there by God gets so much airtime in churches and in places because it's so important for them to like maintain the power structure. Because if Mm. people started to think like, wait a minute, these people are fallible and maybe they don't have my best interest at heart. And, you know, then people would start to organize and work toward change. <laughs> and so these kind of messages are very insidious, I think. And they're all over the place in Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, for sure. And like the the thing that's that's funny is like the like, oh, yes, you know, respect authority. And later in Wits, you know, I don't know, Nightmare, like the Nightmare with Wit, he says, he he talks about like how her teacher is essentially like a government authority that she needs to submit to. And I'm just like, I love that this is the messaging. And yet like the people in churches were the ones not wearing a mask when, uh, you know, when that was being a government mandate. Like, it's just like, it's that like, well, and it's the key thing of like this episode um, coming out in 1989. It's like, it's right. It was probably recorded right around like the end of Reagan, beginning of Bush. Yeah. Like it's a 12 year, 12 years of Republicans being like (laughs) the head of state. Yeah. So like, I feel like they are probably way more comfortable being like, ah, yes, the importance of submitting to your government when like they're under, <laughs> Man, uh, you know, seriously. a government that is when they're under a government that has similar beliefs to them and is like holding up the same things yeah. they are. It's way easier to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, submit to that. It's amazing how quickly it switches from like the Lord has put our leader in charge to um I don't know, like Trump is still the secret leader and Biden yeah. stole the election, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, oh, for Excuse sure. Me? <laughs> if yeah. God put if God put Trump in charge, then God put Biden in charge. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is oh man. There's <laughs> there's so much there. But, oh yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just it just cracked me up that that's like part of the plot of this episode is is being like, yes, you have to like submit to your authority yeah <laughs> but part of that is couched in a dream sequence that may or may not matter yeah but really does yeah right. but covers that, that a child for sure cannot distinguish and even i as an yeah. adult listening i'm like so are they saying that this is all bad or that only some of this is bad because i think it's some but it is unclear 
Well, it's there's so much anxiety in that entire dream se- sequence. And oh, like yeah. this whole episode is just like an anxiety inducing episode. But for me, I think I internalized it as if you make a wrong decision, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And so it was like, I can never make a wrong decision on anything ever, because what if I do and then I regret it forever? And like, then I have to carry around that regret. And like, it just like builds up as this anxiety in your head and it becomes like, you just get overwhelmed and then just like, I don't want to do anything. You get paralyzed to make yeah. any decision. Yeah. I mean, Odyssey loves that line right there. What's the, there's a Connie episode. Oh, is it, it's uh, is it Tangled Web? The, and oh, she'll rem- and you and, yeah. and remembered it all for the rest of their life or whatever. Like oh my that. God, that episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is. Uh, we, um, when we did that episode, our big takeaway is that wit is uh, a giant spider weaving webs to catch people in. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, that uh-huh. is, uh, it's, wit is so complex because, I mean, in, in the same way that like a lot of the writing is where I'm like, boy, is this bad? And then occasionally stuff, stuff said, like we talked about, like it's coming up later in this episode where I'm like, huh, that's kind of good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think and that- it's just the, the, the crystallization really, of that. The really insidious thing for me about wit is that he he really gets used as the mouthpiece of God. Yes. He yes. is the direct line to God and basically might as well be God in the episodes. And that makes a lot of what he does and says really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That is like the, yeah, the, the issue with wit <laughs> is... We, I mean, we've, yeah, we've joked so much about him being God. And especially mm-hmm. there was a point, I feel like, I don't know, kind of mid, mid 90s to like early aughts of Odyssey, kind of during the Paul Herlinger era, especially where they let wit be a little bit more fallible in ways that were like cool. And like, I came to really appreciate or even like during the like, portion where there is no wit and we have Jack and Jason who are both very mm-hmm. much portrayed as fault as flawed characters. Yeah. But then like, but these early episodes and especially new stuff, um, wit is just like, he is God. Like so, there's no, there's no distinction oh, here. We haven't listened to anything past probably the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what is going on in Odyssey currently. <laughs> oh man. Consider yourselves lucky. And uh oh man, if I, I would if you ever if you ever uh, obviously you're going through the show at your own pace and whatever, but if you ever start to brush up against some of that stuff and want someone to unpack it with, I am yeah, it's just <laughs> I am, oh yeah, yeah. We'd uh, love I have to. a lot of thoughts. Like, we'll that's definitely the... have you on our show for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah, part of our like slight generational divide here and whatnot is going to be that. That like my <laughs> like mean? peak, my <laughs> peak Odyssey is yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> my, my my peak Odyssey comes a little bit after yours, and then through doing this show, uh, we've uh, unfortunately. Uh, touched on some of the most recent stuff just because we decided like, hey, it would be fun to talk about stuff that we've never heard. And then we immediately realized, 
Um, okay, this might be a problem. Yeah. Is it the same writers still writing it? Or have they, like, because it was Phil Lawler and Paul Paul McCusker? Yeah, so McCusker is not involved anymore. He was involved up until, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something. So somewhere in there, he he stepped away. Phil Lawler is still the main guy um, behind it. He he took a long hiatus um, in like the early two early mid two thousands. Okay. Uh, Phil Lawler was gone for a while, so there's there hasn't been anybody who's been with the show the whole way through. Um, but Dave Arnold and Marshall Younger are two other. I think they started like late nineties and are current gotcha. writers. We'll get there. Um, yeah. So kind of, yeah, kind of from, from this era of the show, um, Lawler's the only one who's consistent and McCusker was up until somewhat recently. Right. Um, Is it, it's McCusker who wrote like the Darien's rise and like the other, yes. like the other books, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he he wrote that kind of a lot of other stuff for Focus. Uh, Waller left to go create Three Two One Penguins with Phil Vischer oh, and yeah. uh, Veggie Tales yeah. guys. Yep. Um, and so so he was gone through that. Um, but then, yeah, and then yeah, M- McCusker's whole thing is is interesting. I. I mean, yeah, my feelings towards Phil Waller are very rough. Um, my feelings towards <laughs> McCusker are a little bit better. Yeah. Um, he's He still has some serious clunkers and stuff yeah. that I deeply disagree with, but he also writes a really good mystery. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been our feeling with it as well, that, um, yeah, McCusker is like slightly better because he at least includes women. In his episode, as <laughs> women <laughs> listening to these episodes, representation is very poor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the way the way women are used, this is something that we frequently notice in the episodes. Women are uh, props to help men succeed in whatever, either their either through their death or dismemberment, um, whatever. Things happen to women. Women are kind of expendable because they are like the launch pad for great men in these episodes. Mm. So we have started a spreadsheet as we go through the episodes tracking um, character deaths, character deaths and the reason for their death, Uh, because it happens quite a lot. And most of the time it's women and most of the time it's to prop up men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's a great look. Yeah. Like wit, for example, is just surrounded by dead women. Oh, there, dude, there, there's so many dead women in his life. It <laughs> yeah. is. He has a trail. It's, yeah. Frankly, of bodies. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me the give me the dark John Avery Whitaker fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Phil Lawler won't like that. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Someone should definitely do that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay, the other thing I really wanted to talk about with this episode was her Sunday school class. Okay, yeah. That's kind of the next big thing, right? So she wakes up, she had that dream. She still doesn't know what to do. She goes to Sunday school. And in her Sunday school class, um, 
I don't have these written down. I had them on my notes that are missing, but Mr. Whitaker gives them some different verses that somehow make it clear to her what she has to do. I'm not really sure. They yeah. Were, they were weird verses for that. Right. Well, uh, so but it, the starts, idea... it starts with Marsha kind of asking about being in the world, but not of it. And then mm-hmm, Wit right. like is like, hey, there's no like precise verse that says that, but here's one that's kind of close and reads that. And then he jumps, he has Lucy read to like read the second half of it's Romans 14:23. And the the portion that's read is everything that does not come from faith is sin. Which is very oh, vague, yeah. I thought. Yeah. Like- and and weirdly. That's what Lucy says, and like the class like nods, and then Wit says, "Oh yeah, I guess that is kind of vague. Whatever." Let me tell you what it means <laughs> as God right. speaking to you about this passage. I don't, I don't remember what he says about what it means. Do you remember? I it's I don't for sure. Sh- oh, oh I do. Okay, yeah, yeah. He he says basically, um, if you truly believe in your heart that something is wrong and you do it anyway, that is sinning. Right. That's what he says. Right. That's um, even if right. everyone else thinks it's talk, okay. Even if everyone else thinks it's okay, which again, I thought that was not bad. Like yeah. teaching children to trust their intuition is really good. Yeah. Right. Oh, th- that was my note as well as I was like, oh, this is contrary to all my upbringing, which was like, don't trust yourself. You're a dirty sinner. Like, <laughs> but also basically he, yeah. he undermines that message immediately. Like this episode undermines that message. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, but so Mr. Yeah. Whitaker, when he's talking about how do you make a decision and how do you know, how do you make a decision between two things that are basically the same thing, but one of them is right and one of them is wrong? Because <laughs> you're going to have to do that all the time, which is a lie. Um, he's like, first <laughs> no, 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 there's of all, always two paths and one leads you to hell and the other to heaven. Exactly. And there's no way to get off the path you're on. Yeah. Once you pick and every decision that you make, it's it's not. Yeah, it can be right or wrong. And if you choose wrong once, good luck getting back on to right. Well, this is where all my anxiety came from, <laughs> I think, growing up. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> can definitely um, relate to that. The, the like terrifying like choice paralysis of what if I do something and it's outside of God's will? Totally. Okay. I told this story on our podcast, but I'll tell it here. Um, speaking of like things being outside of God's will, when I was younger, when I, I probably was like in grade two or grade three, I would try and trick God because I was like, God knows <laughs> everything. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I would plan I'm like, OK, in the morning, I'm going to ride my bike to school. OK, God, I'm going to ride my bike to school in the morning. And then like secretly in my mind, I'm like, OK, but then I'm not going to ride my bike to school. I'm going to like get on my bike and then like start riding it and then like turn around and take my bike back and then walk to school. And and of course, you know, it's all in your mind. God's supposed to be able to know what's in your mind anyway. So right the next day, you know, I would be like, get up, be like, yep, totally. I'm riding my bike to school, get on my bike, ride my bike, like five pedal five times, 
turn around, take it back to my yard, like drop it off, walk, start walking. And then I was like, oh no, but now God thinks I'm going to walk. So then I'm like, turn around, get on my bike. <laughs> I would try and like psych out God. Oh. Um, I, you know, which you just can't do. It's like impossible. That's... But as a kid, oh, no, that's I was so like, good. I don't want to be controlled like this. <laughs> I need that to might... establish my free will. That might yeah. epitomize me oh. as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is that's incredible. Oh. That's and that's why you're not the one that went to Bible college for four years, and I am. <laughs> I did not. Oh man the the other thing that Wit kind of hits on is like he lays out. Yeah, the the thing we said earlier about like what's right for one person might not be what's right for another. And then he's like, you know, if you're struggling to know what to do, pray, talk it over with people you trust, read the Bible. And I'm Wait, like, but what was the order that he said that? It, did he say pray first or read the Bible first? He said that is the order. Oh, he, was it that order? Says, okay. He says pray. He says talk it over with people you trust. And then he's like, and of course, like, you know, make sure it's in line with scripture or whatever yes. at the yeah. end. He kind of doubles down on the last one, but he does give it that order. And I, yeah, I, that was another one where I was like, okay, I, I appreciate that as, yeah. as advice, like on how to make a decision. I have a lot of issues with, I mean, okay, remember my, my perspective, I am outside of the evangelical church now and have been for years. Right. Um, so take it with a grain of salt, but I always feel a little bit wary when people are like, read the Bible, just read the Bible. The Bible will oh. reveal everything to, you know, like yeah. this idea I mean, I feel like in some ways Christians have made the Bible God. Oh, like, for it's sure. Like, it is its own idol, you know, but there there's also this thing in evangelicism, like they believe you read the Bible and God will reveal himself to you. But there's no recognition that like when you read the Bible, you're bringing yourself and your history and everything to that reading and to that interpretation. And so what yep. you're reading is yourself, you know, like it's not, it's a reflection of what's going on in you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that thing that like drives me crazy with like people, you know, teaching on biblical interpretation or whatnot or, yeah. or, or saying like, you know, well, we have like, you know, this has been the, the read of it throughout history. So like your read is clearly, you know, clearly can't be right. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, like that, that undermines the whole idea here, yeah. <laughs> which is like, if, if you're saying like, oh, no, 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 it does mean one thing. And that thing is like Christian orthodoxy. And like, you have yeah. to be in line with that. Then it's like, okay so what is like if we're so like if i don't know it's that thing where like it's the constant struggle i feel like in the church between like are we like this you know big you know organization trying to control you or do we believe in individualism mm -hmm. like do, do we care about you know people as a person like people individually and what they and what they believe or are we concerned about like you know keeping you in line with like the correct thoughts and oh, you oh i was just gonna say the crazy thing is that even in the sunday school classroom 
which touches on a verse that is very open to interpretation. Everything that is not of faith is sin. That's very unclear. That can be interpreted many ways. No context. Yep. No context. <laughs> I know. He's, like, he's says, like, Lucy, read the second half of that verse, starting with the <laughs> yeah. word everybody or everything. And I'm like, uh, all right. I understand that we have 23 minutes to get this message right, out, but yeah. wow, that is bad Bible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like there's no, and it's like, it's kind of on the nose the way he does it because he, he addresses it as, oh yeah, this is kind of a vague verse, but let me tell you what it means. But it's right. like, yes, but there's so many vague verses in the Bible that then somebody, some, you know, some guy comes along and it's like, here's what, here's what it actually means. And this is where this thing where I, that I was talking about, like this person read this verse and it meant something to them because of their background and their experience. They understood it in a specific way. Um, but also, like, we also need to keep in mind that a lot of these translations were translated by people who already had an agenda in mind who, yeah. like, specifically changed things so that they would be more, like, complementarian, you know, like, erase women from discipleship and leadership and things like this. So yeah. it's like, it's it's through so many, it's so distorted through so many lenses yeah. yeah the bible is never meant to be used as a weapon it's really upsetting i have yeah yeah a lot, a lot of experience with that as, as well uh, i'm sure you do um i find it wonderful how they can uh you know yeah they just they, they pick and choose but they will not uh, admit picking and choosing um mm -hmm. yes and to others mm -hmm. But they're happy to call anyone else out on it. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's oh. <laughs> well, it's very difficult. And like as you know, somebody that's in school for counseling and, and everything, like learning a lot about the the uh, faulty mental processes that come along mm -hmm. with the all or nothing thinking of you're either living your life and adding to your sin total that will get weighed against you at the end of time every day. Yep. Or you don't care about God. Like, yeah. <laughs> you look back at that, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe and that did do something, the huh? only two options. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't give you anxiety. And we're the good guys, well, right? Like, we're the good guys? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that Monty Python sketch where they're like, it's like the, are they, are they Nazis? They're like oh, Nazi yeah. soldiers and they're like. Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very yeah. much the baddies. Yeah, yeah no, this, yeah. this episode was very, uh, very <laughs> triggering in that respect. I was like, oh my goodness, this is kind of where it all comes from, I think, maybe. <laughs> I I also, yeah. I found, like, the the way Lucy was at the beginning when they're watching the, the, move, the movie about evolution is, like, mm -hmm. how she's, like, Everyone knows the earth was created by God. The universe was created by God. And I'm like, don't you think like if everyone knew that, then there wouldn't be people looking into these kind of things like the the on one level, I appreciated her like level of conviction, but I also felt really frustrated by the how. Basically, they're like, you should be closed to any ideas that the church did not specifically tell you to be open to. And really yep. disrespectful about it. 
It's there, okay yeah. to be disrespectful yeah. if you disagree with their belief. And that comes across a lot mm. in evangelical circles of people who are just rude when someone has a differing belief. And I, I just, I also feel like I have to say as the person with the science, actually, um, Andrew or Dylan, did you have a science background? Uh, computer science, but that's, it's, that's not okay. science. I mean, it's math. It's yeah. mathy. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 oh, it's mathy. Like I definitely, I, I'm very analytical, but I don't have like a proper science background. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dylan's way more scientific than me. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's the feelings guy. I'm the facts uh -huh, guy. Which great. one of you is the cancer? Uh, pair. Uh, that would be me. Oh. The facts the guy. The facts guy. That's <laughs> yeah. <interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, I felt the way they portrayed evolution was so disingenuous. And I remember, I mean, I felt this growing up, but didn't know it until I actually went to university and took evolutionary biology and genetics and learned a lot about where these, like, the, these, like, quote unquote theories come from. Um, and how compelling the evidence is for them. Um, and the way they talk about them as like, even the teacher at the end is like, it's just a theory, but in science <laughs> to be considered a theory, the, the only reason right. evolution is not a law, um, is because it's very, very difficult for something to become a law. Like we have gravity right. is a law because it always is. And we know that, and we have proved it mathematically, and, right. you know, and we understand it very, very, very well. Evolution is a quote unquote theory, but it is basically accepted as a law. <laughs> you yeah, know, like no. it's not just, oh, it's just a theory, not in the same way as if you're doing a scientific experiment and you have a hypothesis. That's not, it's not even close right. to equivalent, right. but that's how yeah. Christians treat it. Oh, it's just a theory. Yeah, like, no, no sure. it's not <laughs> a theory yeah. in the way that you understand it. But also you don't understand how science works. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's a theory in the same way, you know, like, uh, I don't know, uh, vaccine e efficacy is it a theory. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Is it is like. No, actually, I was going to say, is evolution the root of Christians not believing scientists? Oh, no. And then I remembered Galileo. So, no, it's no. just always. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, right. It's just always the conflict. Yeah, and it, it this conflict kind of amazes me because it's not everywhere. Like, there's plenty of Christians who also, quote unquote, believe in science. Like, it's, it's a weird thing oh, for yeah. me for people to say, like, I don't believe in evolution or I don't believe in science. I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's literally <laughs> happening all around you all the time. You know, you could use the same thing. They always say like, well, just because you don't believe in God doesn't mean he doesn't exist. <laughs> but, but in the case of science, like it's actually physically manifested in the world around you. It's not even like an invisible being, you know? <laughs> so that one always gets me like, what do you mean yeah. you don't believe in science? <laughs> it's this uh, stubborn, like masculine, uh, just unwillingness to synthesize anything where it's like, no, the earth is not, you know, several billion years old. Like the rocks tell us, um, it's like 3000 years old because we wrote a book, you know, 2000 years ago. That was pretty good. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, the idea like. of like <laughs> using the Bible. And this is again where I think like the Bible has become such an idol. Because like if you're using the Bible as your frame of reference for literally everything, that means that you have to literally ignore the world around you in order to make some yeah. things work. And mm-hmm. ignore the fact that like readings of scripture have changed over the years, mm-hmm. have evolved through translation. Mm-hmm. Like we have, there, there's so much more like than just taking things at a literal face value, understanding just even the basics of like, there are different literary types within scripture of just like, I know, that, yeah. like, like the stuff that people just flat out like miss or are ignorant of and, and and are just and just hold fast to well like what you know god said this and you know god doesn't change so whatever this thing says in the way that i am interpreting this and the people who have come before me have interpreted this like that's got to be the end all be all fact Oh, yeah. I mean, are you uh, familiar with their Absolute Truth series, The Truth Chronicles? Is that The Truth Project? Or is that a different well, thing? So, Sorry. No, it's, it's the, the same thing. thing. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. so Focus on the Family's Truth Project. They did an episode or an album of Adventures and Odyssey to accompany it <gasps> called The Truth Chronicles. Oh, that's amazing. Hold on. I'm writing it down. Okay, wait. What? Um, So we actually, after Christmas on our Patreon, we're going to be going through the Truth Project. Oh, wow. This is going to be a fun thing to add. This is important, then. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is perfect. For sure. It is. Yeah. It's 12 episodes, I think. Only nine of them have, I should say, only three of the of the episodes on the album ever have aired on the radio the rest of them are only available on like the cd and the subscription club online oh man are you guys subscribed to that yeah unfortunately i feel bad about it every day (laughs) (laughs) like so far we have made we've made um sure that we don't give them any money but we might have to to. so if you would like um you can create child accounts off of your parent account. Um, And so I am happy to make you guys an account with its own login and stuff that won't expose my personal info that that you can use. And do you have unlimited um, child only, accounts? That would be amazing. Uh, I think you have like 10. Do you understand how many <laughs> children? Andrew, you have so many children. A clever I, These are homeschooled it's, families. It's yeah. glorious. Yeah. That's amazing. So It's made for the so daughters. Will, yeah. Yes, exactly. And then oh, some. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I will oh. I will happily um, we would love will that. happily give you a login. That would be amazing. Anything yeah. I can do to spread this thinner and feel less horrible about the money that <laughs> I, I love give them. them so much. Thank you. Uh, oh, you 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 got it. I um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So uh, amazing. I had no so idea. Okay, can we talk about the teacher, thing. please? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, like, the idea he comes to at the end, he could have figured that out in three minutes, I think. The previous conversation? Like, if he had thought about it, yeah. Yeah. This it's is... that, it's... <laughs> she says, I'm a Christian, I can't write about this, and you go, his solution is just 
write about it from a Christian perspective. That's the right. genius idea. If he would have asked any prompting questions initially, rather than for some in- insane reason, assuming that she was trying to get out of an assignment, which makes no sense, then yeah, there really would be no it. episode. The girl with the highest grades. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. Oh, it's it's so it's so funny, and I it is really. I think it's a funny contrast from this, you know, 1989 episode of from Adventures in Odyssey, which is extremely conservative, but still taking a more like nuanced view of a teacher than like God's not dead. Oh, <laughs> like because that's like the same like th- this episode has the same premise as it that does. movie i assume it, i have not watched you it you haven't <laughs> watched have it? To watch it okay sidebar it's a pivotal piece of cinema sidebar cinnamon what <laughs> we we have a group here of of xvs um and we watch we have we do christian movie night so we watch christian movie we get like bring snacks and, and drinks and drinks and mm. we watch christian movies and then we just kind of like whenever anyone gets really riled up we just pause and like we get all our stuff out and it's like the most <laughs> cathartic thing but the that best movies for that so are good. the god's not dead ones there's so much we're thinking of doing uh, like trying to do a discord viewing um so if we do that we'll oh, we'll send you guys the link because yeah, we'll it is worth yeah. they're worth watching they're i, I mean they're in a heartbeat I, yeah you'll be I, mad yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell as, you as you'll like be a mad. big fan of like watching bad movies with friends that mm-hmm. is uh that is appealing and i had other scarring christian movies that i grew up on but like god's not dead was well enough after the fact mm-hmm. that i felt literally no compulsion to watch it it's so, so cathartic <laughs> join us but, but yeah, yeah I, think, <laughs> I think the point i was trying to make is just like yeah i like that this teacher is like yeah i'm like trying to be a good teacher and do my job yeah. and if you think that this is going to be bad then like that goes like if if you're i don't want you to do something that goes against your personal beliefs if i did i'd be going against everything i stand for as a teacher yeah and i'm like ah i just appreciate that yeah it's i liked that they painted the person that way i just wish they would like as Christians would also be that way of like, oh, ma- you know, oh, like you, not you making everyone else. Have a double standard. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, you might be asking for too I, much. You're there, right. But I, I, am. I, I agree. Yeah, but I feel like also the way the whole episode was framed was like anyone who doesn't believe the way you believe is going to be incredibly unreasonable, and you should be very afraid to say no to them. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And and he totally wasn't. Like it wasn't a big deal. Right. Yeah, it's like well it's the whole thing of like it's like that, you know, like an episode of child's television or whatever where they like build up panic about yep. how bad something is going to be the whole episode and then they go and it's fine. Yeah. Except that like that's not the takeaway here. <laughs> well, and in in my experience, the only people that have reacted negatively or had like a really like I've had a really difficult time with when presenting a differing opinion have been Christians like anyone else you know you present something different they're like oh that's nice or they'll ask you questions or you know share their perspective but Christians are like well no that's dumb 
and I'm going to argue with you about it until you see my side. Yeah. Or, or just right. give up. <laughs> yeah. That is... Yeah. Wear you down. Unfortunate, but very true. <laughs> have either of you read the book uh, Jesus and John Wayne? I haven't. I've no. seen it around. Is it worth a read? I Yeah, it, it was very... Uh, in, informative for me to read because it talks a lot about the kind of founding uh principles of like evangelical culture and american nationalism um in like the 70s and so like little blurb from just the beginning of the book because i haven't finished it but um basically like in teddy roosevelt era uh america christians were seen as wimpy and so uh there was like a very significant effort made to like masculinize and uh just shoot some testosterone straight back into christianity and so with uh world war one and world war two then you know you get christian nationalism and militarism and authoritarianism all just in the same bed having a good time and uh yeah that's how we get a bunch of dads in the 80s that don't want to listen to their children's feelings that's how you (laughs) get like gun church now yeah 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 and you know it's unfortunate like because you know i i have people that i care about that are involved in circles like that Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah, it's it's really interesting to learn about as somebody that was, you know, formally involved in it. And I would definitely recommend that book to you and uh, anybody listening. I'll add that to my list. Thanks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to get around to that at some point. Andrew keeps talking it up and I just, mm-hmm. I, 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 I wish I read more, you know, Yeah. Then, then, then maybe I'd read it. I didn't, I, I don't read it. I listen to it. Yeah, so. I, I, I just it's, don't. It's the cheat code. But the, Andrew, I can't take away time from, from podcasts, podcasts to listen to a book. <laughs> I know. It's the <laughs> continuous struggle I face in my life. That's why I don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you also shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, there is always that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Any other thoughts on, like, the literal text of this episode? Because I think we basically have gone through the whole plot at this point. It's There's not a whole lot. It's a short episode comparatively to other episodes of Odyssey. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, or it's just there's not there's not a lot of meat on the bones because yeah. it's, it's very one note. It is, yeah, one storyline. Yeah. I think, though, and this episode really, when I was a kid, this episode really ingrained deeply in me, like, evolution is bad and wrong and contrary Mm. to Christianity. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like growing up in the church, you have your like Ken Ham's and I don't know, like these guys. (laughs) (laughs) The infamous debate. Yes. Who like quote unquote debate people and quote unquote win. Um, and are just assholes. And I remember like watching these guys in youth group and feeling so uncomfortable that this is the the team that I'm supposed to be on and I'm supposed to be like proud of this because I always felt so mm. ashamed of the smarminess, you know? Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. I think um, after high school, I moved to England and I lived there for a few years and did like youth work and outreach. And I was with the church there. And one Sunday they had like basically all their elders and deacons come up to the front, many of whom were women. Um, right on. And talk about 
like, they talked about evolution. They were like, look, this is a thing that some people think is important. So we're just going to talk about this. And basically all of them had a completely different opinion about it. And the head pastor was like, you know, it's not clear. The scripture isn't clear about mm. this. Um, and it's kind of irrelevant. And so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, wow. yeah. we all believe different things and we all respect what each other believes. And you know what? I wasn't there. So I don't know. Mm. And that was yeah. such a freeing moment for me. And then, and I mean, that church, that church was like a very healing experience for me in a lot of ways because they did a lot of, like they were very socially active and like always mm. doing stuff and like actually making a difference uh, and working to help make the world better. Um, and then when I moved back to Alberta, there, you know, I like tried to have a conversation with the youth, the young adults pastor about some of these things <laughs> and just was like always shut down. Like, no, that's not what we believe. Uh, or, you know, I'm like, maybe we should, you know, are we trying to do outreach? Like, why don't we just take water bottles and go hand them out outside the clubs downtown. And that I was just like laughed out of the room, basically like that's a terrible, because that was seen as like encouraging people to go right. drinking or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we finally, we don't want to enable. Right. Yeah. 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 Unless they're, they're very, very uh, adamant about not enabling anybody. And it, Unless they're abusers uh, of uh, and their uh, church right. leaders. Well, unless they're within the church. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, unless they're one of us. I mean. And I anyway, like I that experience versus like what I experienced when I got back to North America. Um, I finally, like, I, I was dating my now husband and we were going to this church, this young adults, and I would see how, like, I would ask questions um, and then just get completely shut down. The, the young adults pastor would be like, no, we don't believe that here. Steven, my husband, would ask basically the same question. He would be completely engaged. The guy tried uh, to mentor him. He's like, we should go for coffee, you know, yeah. like, and... And it was like so gross, you know, yeah, such a terrible. blatant double. Standard. Yeah, it was like so. It, I mean, that ultimately was the reason I finally left, like after trying and trying mm -hmm. and trying for so long. But it all kind of started with this idea of like evolution and <laughs> and seeing in that other church like these these people have different opinions about it. There's lots of different people that have different thoughts about it. Nobody know. There's no empirical evidence <laughs> you know yeah. like god can use evolution how big is god right right, right. exactly so, it's yeah. like it kind of and that's kind of what prompted me to go into biology like my undergrad degree is in biology and then i have a master's in animal science and you know like you learn a lot about evolution and things like that and it makes a lot of sense um and it it's hard to take christians seriously that when they're like evolution isn't real like <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have an undergrad in theology and I can 100% definitively say I can't say anything. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the the jaw-dropping thing for me is the uh, the literal reading of Genesis and just yes. being like, yes, this is exactly how it's happened. A literal seven Despite days. Despite the fact literal seven days, if this was written 
after the entirety of the Old Testament was written. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. what we have today, like yeah. the order of operations here does not line up for like a first hand account. Um, <laughs> totally. You know, God told Moses about it when he hadn't eaten for a good long while. So, <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knows? <sighs> yeah. I mean, and yeah. so well, many cultures and, have oral traditions about creation and oh, that are so yeah. similar, you know? Yeah, yep. yeah the, the right. flood myth well, uh, yeah. is yep. very got, common. Yeah. We've got the flood. We've got like, hey, you know, this is like, you know, the separation of what is like the waters above mm-hmm. from the waters below, which is so like, you know, traditional, even just like, and that's why snakes no longer have legs. <laughs> like there's so much in there where yeah. you're like... Where you're like, are you going to read that as like literal or as like a mythological tale about like how the world came to be? So well, I, and not only that, you'll defend it at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> like they are right. picking fights. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> because also the thing you hit on earlier is it's like you should believe that God is big enough that this doesn't matter right yes right you should be able like your theology should be compatible with the idea that like oh yeah god could have created the earth however he freaking pleased like it doesn't matter yeah (sighs) yeah but But, uh, so i took alas you know yeah gotta argue i took a class on creation when i was in bible college And there's, like, a bunch of different theories about just, like, what happened, like, that each day, because there's that verse in the Bible that's, like, to God, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And so then people, some people interpret it through that lens. Some people say that there was, there's a huge gap between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, you know. That's my favorite of the ones where I'm like, wait, the gap theory makes, literally helps no one. Right? (laughs) That's yeah. But, yeah, I have I have done the uh the creation theology crash course deal. Yeah, right? and it is, it's, it's just, yeah, the some thing, of that stuff. The thing that drives me crazy is that they're like, well, it's one of these theories, but it can only be a theory within this framework. <laughs> like, we don't entirely know. Some people interpret it this way, some people interpret it that way, but it has to be one of these. It can't include evolution. Like Yeah. 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 Uh, So actually, that segues into something I think is super interesting and I've dug deeply into kind of in the research for this episode. So I don't know if the two of you are familiar with, but uh, the uh, famous Adventures in Odyssey wiki, um, Uh, there's... The discussion questions. Yes. Are you, you we do aware talk of these? about we talk we try and talk about those uh, at the end yeah. of our episodes. Yeah. yeah, we we often touch on them as well. Um, but so the these discussion questions are derived from um, the at least in these early episodes from Adventures in Odyssey: The Complete Guide. Um, mm. which is okay. a book that I purchased secondhand so as not to give focus more <laughs> <Nice>. money. Um, <laughs> but that has like some trivia, but also like the episode summaries, the writing, directing credits, you know, verse references. It's essentially the wiki before the wiki. Right. And it covers maybe the first 10 years of the show or something. Nice. Um, and so, so I was like, I was reading through these questions and the one I really want to hit on is number four says, 
is it possible on, on the, uh, on the wiki says, is it possible to be a Christian and still believe in the validity of evolutionary theory? Sub question, could evolution be the means by which God created the world? I saw that question. And I was That's like, interesting. that is a very interesting question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for them to have on here. You see, huh. that's how you can that tell that like, Focus's views are not the views of the writers. You know, well, they yeah, used to like, sneak yeah. that little curveball right. in. I was <laughs> like, oh, what a, you know, well-rationed question that also is kind of like the way it's worded in the way most of these questions are is kind of leading and leading down an evolutionary track. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So I open up the complete guide. Uh, that question is not in there. Not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Not so surprised. I get, I get nerdy, and I'm like, okay, what's <laughs> the deal here? And so I go into the uh, wiki page edit history. Amazing. And on January twentieth, twenty ten, those questions were added by a 2010. user who was not signed in. So it's just an IP address, um, which is the way Wiki defaults. This is the only contribution they have ever made, and they are located in New South Wales in Australia. Nice. Wow. That's amazing. So they are doing the is... Lord's work. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so shout out to guy. mystery Australian guy who was like, you know what? The real way I'm going to make a difference is to climb in here to the wiki and add a question that just might broaden the horizons of people. Good <laughs> oh, for him. Yeah. What's for her? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing. That is amazing. So. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I thought that would be uh, I... a, a tidbit worth. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I saw that question and I was I was kind of shocked. I was like, obviously, they've changed since this episode aired 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Uh, But it wasn't even them. It was a stranger from Australia. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) We love you, stranger from Australia. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for leaving. For leaving one contribution. Yeah. At least I, maybe maybe they leave more and not do it and don't do it anonymously or do it through different IP addresses. Maybe it's a VPN situation. Right. We don't know. Yeah. But uh but thank you for this contribution if you're <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean the Adventures and Odyssey podcast community is fairly small. You know? I mean yeah. the, the, it's it's large in the amount of people that care about it, but uh <laughs> You know, the like, there's a lot of podcasts for not that many people. We'll say yeah. that. Yes. You, are you guys connected uh, with a lot of the other podcasts or any of the other podcasts? Uh, we have uh, tangential connections. We had uh, one person from another podcast come on as a guest. We've corresponded with some others, but nice. uh, we've been... Uh, yeah, we were mentioned in like a rundown of podcasts of Adventures in Odyssey podcasts on a different Adventures in Odyssey podcast, but oh, there's nice, no yeah. uh, there's no like real relationships there. This was kind of our first like, hey, you guys seem like you're coming at this from a more similar angle to yeah. us than a lot of the other podcasts. We're in both this kind space. of black sheep in this uh, world. This Adventures yeah, in Odyssey nice, world. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Oh. I just love yeah. that we got Well, it's to... nice not to be alone anymore. That's <laughs> <what we're talking laughs> you know, you know, you've made it when you get like that strong of a negative response from somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Have yep. you gotten hate mail? No, have no, you? Have you? Uh, yeah, we, we've gotten, gotten some strongly worded emails really? and a couple uh, not so great. Uh, Do you check our email? Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone has access to our like has. I not have put it on our website. Oh, nobody. I, have, no. I put up like a form on our website, but I it, it's broken through um, uh, WordPress, yeah. and so I, we can't uh, actually see when people <laughs> submit stuff to it. Oh, I need to fix it, complete. so don't get anything on yeah, Instagram. So. I went on a bit of an adventure to try and. <laughs> to try and contact you guys because I was like, oh, no, ah, I'm so Twitter. sorry. Well, because I was just like, I came across it and I was like, wait, Twitter D- DMs are not open. There's no email oh. on the website. There doesn't <laughs> seem to really be a contact form. And then, and then, and I kind of had forgotten about it. And then I was on Instagram and happened to click on one of your posts and saw the DMs were open there. And I was like, oh, perfect. Let me see if I can, uh, you know, connect this way. All right, should, so um, I need to fix that. <laughs> yeah, we should maybe make ourselves slightly more accessible. Our, uh, our uh, social media manager will be on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She only Sorry, works guys. between the hours of uh, 11 and 12 p.m. Yeah, 11 and 11.05 <laughs> on every other Thursday. This is a oh, very, man. very side project for yes. us. I mean, less yeah. so now that I lost I'm, my job. <laughs> Oh, that's I'm so sorry about that. Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a long story, but our best stuff is actually on our Patreon. It's true. We've got some like really good stuff there. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I'm glad that you guys were persistent. Yeah, reached out to us. Thank you. (laughs) I apologize for making it so difficult. Yeah, I I apologize (laughs) for not being here at the time. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's been having uh, internet issues and yeah, falling in and out. But you know what? It's it's fine. Uh, he's you know been here when it counts, and we've got two guests. So that uh, yeah yeah they don't need the me. conversation I mean. a lot. <laughs> two guests who also have their own podcast, so we right yeah can talk way too much. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I mean that feels like as good a segue as any. Um, just to the the end of the show here. Unless uh, people yeah. have real, anybody got real strong closing thoughts they feel like they got to get out there? Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my only dumb closing thought uh, that I just looked down at my notes. So I'm sorry, I'm going to loop back around. But uh, so the uh, albums always list like, what what is the theme for this episode? And in the 2003 release of the episode, the theme was standing up for your faith. But in 2010, it was changed to respecting authority. Oh, whoa! <laughs> which is such a uh, Obama era. Oh man! <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what 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 was happening here yeah. because I think that the, I think the standing up for your faith is a more true embodiment of what this episode is trying to do, but. <laughs> Yes, I like that yeah. they reframed it to be respecting authority, just to submit that the uh, the wit and Connie nightmare is canon. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's yucky. <laughs> yeah. I feel a little blindsided by that. Like, I I <laughs> want to dig into it, but I just also feel like so surprised uh, by how authoritarian that is. <laughs> Yeah, you know? but I mean, should you? No, I shouldn't, but it's just like <laughs> such a big shift 
from yeah. like standing yeah. up for what you believe in, which I agree is more the focus of the episode because yep. basically the message that we get at the end is like, if authority is telling you to do something that you don't believe is right, you shouldn't do it. But also right. there is like a line of thought of like, you need to respect the authority of the Christians like wit Right. You know, like the, those in yeah. Christian leadership above you. Right. But yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't feel like that's what this episode is about. And the, I would argue it's about choices. The title is the title is at odds with the <laughs> That's amazing. The description. But I feel like yeah. describing it that way is them like trying to reframe it. Yeah. Right. It's them yeah. trying to give you yeah. kind of like plant these seeds of thinking about it differently and thinking about yeah. like respecting authority differently. Because in the end, she says no to authority. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's Phil Lawler looking at this, you know, whatever that was 20 years later and going, man, I did not come at this hard enough, did I? Let me uh, let me just change the notes here to make it seem like, you know, it aligns more with my worldview now. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, has only gotten more crazy. Yeah. Which is very disappointing to me. I, I think <laughs> I, because we've only listened to the old older episodes, I think I had this optimism that like, as the rest of us have kind of like opened up our worldviews and like understandings and like broadened our our minds a little bit, I was like, Adventures in Odyssey, I'm sure we'll do the same thing. And it's not. It's just doubling yeah, down. No, it's a I mean, it's a it's a product of focus on the family, yeah. which is <laughs> like, you we're know, very familiar. So in our so. Patreon, we're going through the Christy Miller series which you may or may not be familiar with because you guys are pretty young. I was going to say, I'm not, not familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when I was a teenager. Way um, back when. Actually, they were also written in the 80s. And they were popular until probably the end of the 90s because they did like a re-release of them when I was a tween slash teen. Um, so they were the books that all the Christian girls were reading. They're Christian romance novels. And it basically about how to have a like godly high school aged Christian relationship. It's oh like gosh. This girl, yeah, that's, Christy, yeah. and she uh. meets this guy, Todd, and he's like a surfer. And and these are all targeted at the girls reading yes, it. Right? Yes, not yeah. Crying not any sex boys. education. Not any boys. But we do have a boy on our panel going through it with us who was you know, he was a similar age as us and the girls that he was trying to date were reading these books and he's oh, understanding a oh, lot more fun. about uh, what was going on then. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And the weird mixed messages he was getting because the book is very like, you know, like you can't date, but you should, you can be friends, but you're basically dating, but you're not allowed to call it dating. Um, and like, don't uh, leave boys stuff. on, but also don't ever tell them if you like them because they need to make the first move, you know, like oh, just no. very, it just fucked up a whole bunch uh, of us. So yeah, no, that is, uh, Oh, and that's a focus on the family product. Surprise. Nice. <laughs> Love to see it. We're also wanting right. to do a thing that is focus on focus on the family. <laughs> where we <laughs> talk, fun? Yeah, where we talk more about focus on the family specifically, but yeah. Yeah. You know, limited I mean, time. Not, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all right. So uh, you've, you've touched on some stuff uh, already, but uh, kind of wrap this up. Uh, what, what do you guys have to promote? I'll link whatever you want in the in the show notes. But if you want to shout some stuff out here on air, too, that'd be great. Yeah, we uh, so we have obviously, as you've all heard, we have a podcast, Adventures in Ideology, that um, just explores um, evangelical ideologies and some of the toxic things that we believed or were taught or learned growing up through um, through the eyes of Adventures and Odyssey episodes. We also have a Patreon that we have discussed briefly where we go get to delve deeper into other evangelical things. We went through some of my notes and stuff from Bible college. So that's kind of a fun thing. Um, and the Christy Miller series and Christian movies. And we just do a lot of Kind of that kind of thing. So for people who are deconstructing or just exploring different ideologies, it's um, kind of a fun place to land. Um, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Ideology Podcast. And Patreon uh, is Adventures in Ideology. And we have a website as well, Adventures in Ideology. Um, and yeah, if you want to contact us, Instagram, I guess, is the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's pretty effective for me too. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank thank you so much um, for coming out and doing this podcast. Uh, this was this was a real fun time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun. Thanks yeah. for having us. Always always like unpacking Odyssey, and yeah, it's fun to yeah. do it with people who have some experience there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We uh, oh, look man. forward to having a you guys black on sheep. our podcast. Soon. Oh, it'll it'll be a delight. Yeah, it'll be delightful. <laughs> All right, and that concludes our final episode of this year, not including the Christmas special. So no more uh, regular Tuesday episodes this month, folks. But we will be back uh, on or around Christmas uh, with you know a special, probably a guest. I'm still working that one out. Um, uh, but until then, bye. Feliz Navidad. Bye. 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 Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Choices was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo with special guests Candace and Karis. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverston, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.